Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Cajun Libertarian Live. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian. Thank you for joining us tonight on the solo episode that I like to do every Monday night on Just a Thought. I appreciate every single one of y'all being here tonight. I'm very excited about tonight's episode. If there are any technical issues, please let me know. Now, yes, good evening, Joe. Let's get to our headlines, right? Because we have some pretty outlandish and amazing, amazing and not, sorry, not, not so much the good way, but we will get into them. Good evening, Joe, Jimmy, 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 share, share, share. Eskimo, my co-host, good afternoon. It's a very good evening to you. My friend up in Alaska, Jessica Monroe. Good evening, Cajun. Good evening, Jessica. So, to our headlines, here we go. Tonight, we'll talk about an abhorrent road pirate story. A community kickball game gets railed and raided by road pirates. A new variant has surfaced, and of course, how is that racist? It is suffice it to say that those... um Road pirate stories are pretty ridiculous. And um, I really hope it kind of opens up some of the eyes to the, the Blue Line Club, right? Jason, what's up, Cajun? What's up, man? Hey, if you didn't if you didn't catch it, go back and watch Jason's show tonight on Muddied Waters Media. Fantastic interview. Uh, Jason is uh, my... Internet privileges here and asked. I, I can get in touch with the same guy you had on tonight. So, tonight, a couple of road pirate stories, um, new COVID variant popping up in the fear porn that's going to birth from that. And it's never ending. Lily, hey, what's up? Hello, Cajun. So, tonight on the Cajun Libertarian Live, coming up right now. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Cajun Libertarian Live. Thank you to Laura Province for sponsoring the show. Your home is your sanctuary. As a second-generation real estate agent, Laura Province knows the importance of helping her clients navigate through the home buying and or selling process. Whether you're buying your first home, a second retirement property, or seeking that dream retirement residence, you will have a seamless experience with K. To Realty. Please go check out K2 Realty with Laura Province today and find out how you can make your home buying or selling experience that much better. So we have all kinds of, uh, of sponsors for the show and it's absolutely amazing. I like to stagger them throughout my, my solo shows because it's just incredible. I mean, the amount of support that's that's rolling in, like and share and comment, please. Yes, 
is amazing. So we will get to all of the sponsors throughout the episode tonight. And it will be a lot of fun to let you guys know. For all of you first-time listeners to Cajun Libertarian Live, I'm your host, Cajun Libertarian. Uh, we have great sponsors that have great ideas and great businesses. So stay tuned for a couple of more. They're all very short. No reason to tune out at all. Also, if you want to leave me a call-in moment, anchor.fm slash the Cajun Libertarian. You can call in and leave me a message. When I say leave, I, I use that term loosely. Uh, when you leave a message on the Cajun Libertarian Anchor FM, you're leaving that for everyone. We all get to hear it. I don't vet them. So I would ask, please <laughs> censor them, right? I don't vet them. I'm going to let you say what you want to say. If you don't censor it, yeah, it is what it is. But, you know, let's keep it fun, exciting, and family-friendly because that's what this show is about. Now, moving on. If you could not guess America's wholesome square dancing tradition is a tool of white supremacy, which brings us right into our first segment, and which is, how is that racist? We obviously know that it's not, but we will have fun with it. It's always a short, funny, satirical segment, but it, it, it is actually, you know, it, it, it's kind of important, right? Because it's a cultural issue. It's a mental atmospheric problem that they're trying to create with all of this stuff. So America's wholesome square dancing tradition is a tool, is a tool of white supremacy. Is it? We'll find out. How is that racist? You probably guessed it. It isn't. So, the institution of square dancing isn't just about the joy of dance. Yes, it is. Actually, yeah, dancing is about having fun and dancing. So, right off the bat, we get misinformation, disinformation, lies, propaganda, gaslighting, and all of the above. Plus, many, many more adjectives that are horrible. The institution of square dancing isn't just about the joy of dance. It's also about America's legacy of racism and anti-Semitism and the surprising tools that get used in the effort to uphold whiteness. No, none of that. None of that. It's a dance. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. People having fun dancing. So let's continue. To understand how square dancing became... A problem, or I'm sorry, came a state-mandating means of celebrating Americans. It's necessary for us to go back to Henry Ford, the founder of Ford Motor Vehicles. So you can see where this uh, right out of the gate is, I, I was going to say potentially problematic. It's not potentially problematic. It's just problematic, right? So let me repeat that. To understand how square dancing became a state mandated means of celebrating Americana. It's necessary to go back to Henry Ford, the founder of Ford Motor Vehicles. Ford hated jazz. All right. Let's, uh, interesting enough. Let's find out. He hated the Charleston. He also really hated Jewish people and believed that Jewish people invented jazz as a part of nefarious plot to corrupt the masses and take over the world. So, as you can see, 
we've gotten 10 seconds into the conversation, into the article, and they are blaming the entirety of square dancing and racism on one human being. That's real. I don't care how you want to manipulate this subject or how people want to disingenuously corrupt the subject matter. The fact remains is that, and you can look this article up. I gave you the, uh, actually left the uh, the article name in the headline there with the graphic. Quartz, go look it up. Do see, don't. Also, if you didn't see, I know you can't see my cursor right now. I thought maybe some could. Look at the very bottom left of this graphic. At the very tiny, not so innocent. Yes, it is. Shut up. You're stupid. And you don't belong your this, this ideology doesn't belong in a free society that is trying to progress past uh racial inequities and disparities so kick rocks whoops wasn't supposed to say that did it anyway <laughs> we got double the segment there hey look at that do see do courts Double the segment. How is that racist and kick rocks? Quartz, you can kick rocks because that's stupid. And all, on all fronts, that's stupid. All right. So he hated jazz, Henry Ford, which is what the entire premises of this um, concept is based upon. J just Henry Ford. One, one dude is, so that's just a blanket sweep statement of how square dancing is racist because one guy. All right. He also really hated the Jewish people and believed that Jewish people invented jazz as a part of a nefarious plot to corrupt the masses and take over the world. Hmm. I, I have a hard time believing that, but I'll give the article the benefit of the doubt as stupid as they are. We'll still go with that. By the way, really disingenuous to the uh, the black American culture, considering they're the ones that invented jazz, not the Jews. But moving on. As you can imagine, the very next statement is immediate ridiculous. I'm going to tell you two words of the very next sentence. You're going to know why. We just covered square dancing, Henry Ford did whatever he did. Hated Jews. Hated jazz. Like Hitler. There you go. Like Hitler, who greatly admired Ford and even mentioned him approvingly in Mein Kampf, which, by the way, if you don't know, is Adolf Hitler's book about Hitlerism. Mein Kampf. Ford believed that Jewish people were evil Geniuses diabolically planning to control the world. What does this have to do with square dancing? Nothing. How is square dancing racist because of what? It's not racist. Is that racist? It's not. It's not. Bringing back square dancing as well as other primarily Anglo Saxon dances like waltzes. And quadrilles. Ford believed he would be able to counteract what he saw as the unwholesome influence of jazz on America. So, apparently, because one guy 
didn't like jazz music and thought some people were not so fit for the world because he was racist and disgusting. Square dancing is racist? No, absolutely not. Unbelievable, incredible, completely ridiculous. Do not, do not take that to heart at all. Let's check some comments. Let's see. Hi, says Roy Martin, as always. What's up, bro? I mean, I can understand this if you look at, I didn't, I don't read the comments either, y'all. When I post them up there, I just throw them up there. So, Carrie Mack. I mean, I can understand this if you look at how dance was condemned as being too sexual. Where dance is meant to be non-sexual. To this day, racists still act like only rap music is sexual and ignores the protest against rock. Valid point. How is that racist? It isn't. Nope, not. Square dancing isn't racist. It doesn't matter how many mental gymnastics you try to tie in, right? This is the issue when you become obsessed with an ideology or a thing, okay? When you're obsessed with racism, you, you will do these mental gymnastics that we always talk about, right? In, in order to um, validate your cause, for insanity. And and I I mean that. That's insanity. I used to square dance in the fourth in ugh, sorry, struggling. I used to square dance in the fourth grade. My partner was black. Well, Joe, I hate to tell you, uh your black partner is apparently now a white supremacist. Racist, says one of my teammates from the Cajun Libertarian page. Let's see. <laughs> yep, a lot of... Can't, can't go through all those. <laughs> That's a, a good comment there, Elizabeth. Uh, it may not be racist, but it is pretty square. That is a fact. Eskimo says there's a tag group called Did You Even Stretch Before Attempting Those Mental Gymnastics? Yes, there is. Uh, Eskimo, the problem with that tag group is that it says actually that attempting that mental gymnastics or something along those lines. There's a grammatical error there. Still use the tagline. It's a lot of fun. doesn't matter. Jessica says the, the Smithsonian says that square dancing has roots in European, European, Native American, and African culture. doesn't matter, Jessica, apparently, but square dancing is racist. It's to be square. Jimmy Eel says. Sure. Jimmy. They taught square dancing in school as a way of teaching kids how to socialize with others. I took part in it also. Yeah, the article actually references people, you know, kids in, in school grades. That that's one of their things, right? Like like the institutions taught square dancing to reinforce racism. JP, with the most valid comment so far. Probably. All of y'all have valid comments, but I really like that one. Square dancing is corny. Probably not racist. Um, correction. Square dancing is corny. Definitely not racist. So. <laughs> Jason just joined us. Dude, I jumped in this Kool-Aid. What the, are we talking about? Uh, look, man. In the how is this racist segment, you never know. Right? 
it, it's always absolutely ridiculous. And that is done on purpose because that's it's it's ridiculous. It's gaslighting. It's then it, what it is is the media narrative trying to drive our mental state into a, a, a to where we question our very existence and thought process as we see it in the world, right? It has no place at all. So if it seems utterly ridiculous on its face, it is utterly ridiculous on its face. Sorry, it is. So moving forward, let's go to Vid Debate with Brian Lamar. Vid Debate is a debate site that you can get online right now. It's available for uh, Samsung users, Google users, right? Uh, I'm, uh, hopefully, Brian can get this thing up and running for Apple users real fast. But it's a phenomenal app. And if you like arguing on the internet, like we all do, then Vid Debate's for you. It's actually a video debate. That's the Vid part. Most of you are all smarter than me, so you already understand that. Vid Debate app is designed to give users the ability to use their God-given right of free speech to post up to three-minute videos on the topic of the day. Every day, Vid Debate will post a question in the hopes to draw strong opinions from all sides of a range of topics from pop culture to politics. Vid Debate was created by Brian Lamar, who is the vice chair for the Libertarian Party of Mississippi. And he is also a friend. By the way, with Vid Debate, getting a lot of feedback, lots and lots of feedback, absolutely incredible. So please go check out Vid Debate. Don't forget, square dancing is racist and a tool of white supremacy, which is utterly ridiculous and insane on its face. All right, moving on to the next segment. We're going to, uh, I'm not going to run through these. For any of you that have watched the show for any length of time, the um, how is this racist segment is never that long, right? It's just not. How's that racist? Stupid. Just gives me an excuse to throw up that stupid graphic, right? And so I want to talk to y'all a little bit about what I labeled in the comments or in the caption as road pirates. If you're of the libertarian community or independent community, basically anything other than the, I support the blue lives matter, regardless of, of what they do community, then you're going to understand what I mean by road pirates. And having said that now everyone knows what I mean by road pirates. First article that I want to talk about comes from Colorado Springs. Police shut down neighborhood kickball game, cite two adults in Colorado Springs. Doesn't sound that particularly absurd on its face, right? Yeah, it really does. It really does. So the game involving family and kids starting in started in 2017 has been played on the north end of or I'm sorry the north end of Tijon Street where it dead ends at Penrose Hospital an area that participants said has very little traffic let's 
go further. Police said that they have responded to neighbors' complaints during the past few months about the game being disruptive and potentially causing damage to yards and vehicles. Wait for it. Along with concerns about players being hit by passing vehicles. Sounds valid. Sounds very valid. Let's continue. We've been trying to work with the neighborhood for several months, said Lieutenant Jim Sokolik. 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 Wow, I can make some real jokes out of that, but I will not because this is a family-friendly show. And just because I said that, those of you who have a great sense of humor can already extrapolate from that statement exactly what I mean. So, Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Jim Sokolik of the Colorado Springs Police Department. We found that most of the kickball players don't even live in that block. At times, there's up to 100 people there. The kickball group says that's not true. Who, what, who cares? What, it's kickball. This is community unity. There's a reason the word unity is in community. Ridiculous. All right, let's keep going. The two adults cited for violating a city ordinance also could face more serious charge of child abuse or contributing to the delinquency of a minor, police said, if the game continues in the street. I want to read that again. I know you heard it, but there's a very important reason why I want to read that again. A lot of you already know where this is headed. But if you don't, I'm going to leave you in suspense. So let's read that again. The two adults cited for violating a city ordinance also could face more serious charges of child abuse or contributing to the delinquency of a minor police said if the game continues in the street, if the game continues in the street. So they're going to cite these people and potentially arrest them for child abuse. And contributing to the delinquency of a minor for playing a kickball game in a neighborhood street in community, which almost everybody has agreed is a good thing. They've been doing it for years, years. But it's for the children's protection. Right? Hey, you, you can take from it what you want. I gave you what the police chief just said. That's a fact. Child abuse or contributing to the delinquency of a minor or what they're trying to charge the adults with for playing a kickball game in the streets. Now, if that didn't sound ridiculous on its face, which it does, we're going to find out exactly why it's even more utterly insane and corrupt and exactly why we call these people road pirates. Everybody knows what a pirate is, right? Shouldn't have to explain that. And I'm not going to, because everybody knows what a pirate is. That's why they're road pirates. Police supported the games in the past. Shocker. Bronwyn Bustle, another player, said the first sign of trouble was when an unmarked police vehicle arrived during Monday's game. They ended up turning on their sirens stepping out of their car wearing bulletproof vests for a kickball game, y'all. 
unmarked vehicles, bulletproof vests for a kickball game. Getting on the loudspeaker and telling us to move to the side of the road. Police have advised the kickball group to play in a park. Seems fair. Instead of the street where the cops are, or I'm sorry, where the uh, cars are. The <laughs> police advised the kickball group to play in a park or obtain a special use event to continue playing in the street. The permit would cost $300 every week the group plays. Who forgot already that they were going to charge adults with child abuse and contributing to the delinquency of a minor? Who forgot that? Probably not many. But in case you did, here it is again. The two adults cited for violating a city ordinance also could face more serious charges of child abuse or contributing to the delinquency of a minor, police said, if the game continues in the street. But wait, there's more. You can have the game in the street if you pay the Pirates $300 a week. So... has nothing to do with safety then does it because they don't give up if you play in the street as long as you pay them this is armed gangs this how can you put it any different than that there's, there's no way you can extrapolate from this article which they have court hearing they had a municipal court date set on august that these are not extortionists and robbers, armed ro armed gangs, violent gangs roaming your streets, but we give them a pass because they decided to use uh, they decided to wear a uniform that day. This, this, this doesn't it doesn't make sense, it, but it makes perfect sense, right? When you look at it through the context. That is real and authentic and genuine. And that's as long as you pay them, they don't care. They don't care. They're going to charge people with child abuse and the uh, contributing to the delinquency of a minor for playing kickball in the street. But you're allowed to do it as long as you pay the 300 bucks. So it's a safety concern for the children unless you pay the money or you go to jail it, not even going to beat the dead horse because the, any sane human being would look at this and say yes they're pirates they're thieves they're a corrupt criminal gang armed running around your streets saying you are going to pay me for the things you want to do, or we can potentially kill you for it. And that is not an exaggeration. Make no mistake. There is no law by which the state will not kill you to enforce. We've seen it happen time and time. $20 counterfeit bill, uh, loose cigarettes, 
having to play a dumbass game of Simon Says in a hallway while you're unarmed, begging for your life, and they murder you anyway. This isn't justice. It's not. So, now that I've ranted about that article for about 15 minutes, there are literally, I'm looking at my comments right now, there are 36 comments. You guys are just incredible with the engagement. I cannot possibly go through them all. I will quickly skim a few, checking the comment section, because I love what y'all have to say, basically, more than I do. More than I like what I have to say, because most of y'all are much smarter than I am. But I cannot, <laughs> I can't continue to kill time with useless uh, gander. Cajun is circulating the room. Huh, Carrie. That's not why Native Americans dance in different formations. Thanks for demeaning the culture. That's your government. That's the uh, that's that's the far far left liberal trash socklick. Yeah, that happened. Me neither, bro. I have no idea. You heard it live though, so it's fine. <laughs> oh man, I would love to keep up with the comments. I, I cannot, y'all. I am so sorry. I will. Get back to yes, thank you. That that right cool. Pay to play. Pay to play. It doesn't matter if you're actually hurting anybody. They don't care about that. Do you have the money to fund the state? That's what matters. And that's what the vast majority of police enforce, whether they're doing it with good intentions or not. It doesn't it, the intention it the intentionality kind of goes to the wayside when you sign an oath to the Constitu Constitution and then you knowingly violate that Constitution after you've signed an oath to it by doing things like this is just extortion. Extortion. Eskimo, don't steal my thunder. We're getting there. Keep in mind, police still more using civil asset forfeiture than all the theft combined in America. Facts. We're getting there. We're getting there. Calm down, Nolik. I'm just kidding. You know I love you. That's my co-host, by the way, on Friday nights. Um, a quick word from our sponsors. You know what time it is. It is time. The time for 52.com will in fall in segment where we or I will will in your calls like Thomas Daniel Queter will will in to the state Senate of New York. 52nd District Tom for 52.com. T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Let's wheel in your calls. I have two so far. The first one is from Olga Marlatina, which is the Latina Libertarian. I did not do that right. Hey, it's Olga Mar, the Latina Libertarian, coming to you from Vermont. I love my Cajun brother doing his thing. Keep up the good work spreading that liberty love. Absolutely, Olga. Thank you so much for being uh, a strong 
supporter of the show, Latina Libertarian, Olga Mar. Go check her out. Thank you, Olga. The next one is from Sean Hickman. This one worries me. If you don't know Sean, he is Roger on Clubhouse. And he has like, I don't know, well over two and a half thousand followers or so, which is really hard. Followers are really hard to get on Clubhouse. We had a great show tonight. Um, I said show. It was a Clubhouse room where we talked about abortion. And it was phenomenal. That's a very sensitive topic. And that dude is a great moderator. He's very intelligent, very brilliant. Go check him out on Clubhouse. Sean or Roger. Can't miss him. He's got a huge following and facilitates a lot of conversations that are 100% liberty-minded. So let's hear what Sean, a.k.a. Roger, has to say. I really wanted to share three thoughts with you. Number one, Jason Lyons has a better beard than you. Number two, I really like your insights around duck rape. And number three, I'm not a fan of people that use the term murder cult. And that includes Adam Kokesh. He's really weird. Sean, man, I love you, dude. I love Tom52.com. T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Sean, you're very wrong. Jason doesn't have a better view than me. Uh, Murder cult sucks. Don't like it. Won't use it. (laughs) The main love is real. All right. So, moving on to our next story of the night. I'm going to save my last Rogue Pirate segment for, for the end because it's very long in the sense that when I do these segments, right, none of these segments are long at all, but it's a very intense and if you didn't think the last one was ridiculous, wait till you hear the next one. But before we get there, let's talk about COVID again, as always. Health officials keeping a very close eye on COVID-19 MU variant. CBS news says. As the Delta variant of COVID-19 continues its deadly sweep across the United States, officials say that they are keeping a very close eye on a new variant that may be able to bypass existing coronavirus antibodies. So there is a new variant of coronavirus. It's actually been out for a little while now. It's just not, it's not getting a lot of attention. It's not garnering a lot of attention. But it's called the MU or MU. Hmm. <laughs> Looking at your, your your comments here. Fantastic. So, the Delta variant is the prominent variant in the United States right now. We do have a new um, variant called the MU, the Mu variant. It was established or it was found in um, Colombia. And there's there's some some statistics that we'll get over that. Eskimo, I don't I don't trust what ha, what you have to say when it comes to articulation of etym- etymology. You've been been wrong another many, many times. But we'll call it MU because that's how I see it as well. I'm going to assume she's right there. So as the Delta variant of COVID-19 continues, it's deadly sweep across the United States. Officials say that they are keeping a very close eye on a new variant that may be able to pass bypass existing coronavirus antibodies. Excuse me. 
Yeah, because that's what happens. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, well, for one, hello, Audrey. Howdy from Houston, Texas. MU variant. Who cares? Well, a lot of people are going to care. Jimmy. Oh, another booster shot coming our way. Uh, yeah, you're going to get a bunch of those. That, that, that's coming down. Don't worry about that. that. That's coming down big time. So, able to bypass existing coronavirus antibodies. Well, of course, because that, that that's what viruses do, right? I'm, I, I don't want to rant too much yet. I'll get into a little bit that later, a little bit of that later. Yes, they're going to bypass. The variants are going to bypass antibodies. For news of the people that don't know, and I feel like everybody knows at this point, that's that that's not a thing. Anybody, you can get tested for antibodies. You can have antibodies. You will shed antibodies. What matters, vastly more important than antibodies, are T cell immunity. Much much more difficult to to uh, to test for. Right. But that doesn't sell. This is what sells. When you tell people that their antibodies, even though it's not nearly as, as prevalent or important as T cell immunity, you got to say this thing because most people don't do their research. But we do inside this community. Y'all do inside this community. So we already know. We're keeping a very close eye on it, Dr. Fauci says. Thanks. Fauci, the, the the new variant. Okay, you might we might want to double mask. You know, I'm Dr. Fauci. We're keeping a very close eye on it, says Dr. Fauci. Fauci said that the MU variant, technically known as B1621, has mutations suggesting it would evade certain antibodies. Quote unquote potentially including those from vaccines. We don't consider it an immediate threat right now. What you're going to hear is a, a couple of things here. VOI is variant of interest, right? So that's what they consider now as the MU variant is a variant of interest, but not a variant of concern. VOI versus VOC. We don't consider it an immediate threat right now. We've heard this before from the same dude. I'll end there with that rant. That's all I need to say. The World Health Organization, the WHO, designed MU, or I'm sorry, designated MU as a variant of interest, a VOI, this week and said more studies need to be done to confirm whether the variant could evade existing antibodies. So they tell you it's evading antibodies. And in the same effing article in subject matter, they tell you. They don't know if it is or not. They got to test more. So, yeah. Viruses are known to mutate over time as they spread. Not all variants will be able to persist. Duh. If a variant of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, proves to spread faster, cause more severe illness, or lessen the effectiveness of current prevention or treatment option, it gets categorized as a more serious variant of concern in VOC. There are currently four variants of concern, alpha, beta, gamma, and delta. So 
Going back through that again because I read it pretty fast. Viruses are known to mutate over time as they spread. Yes, they do that. We have a history of that. So this is not news at all. And not all variants will be able to persist. <laughs> again, not news at all. You don't need you don't need to be a virologist for this. You don't. They, they, they try to make this way more complicated than it has to be. All right. So MU has been detected sporadically since it was first identified in Colombia in January. WHO officials said in the past week, Colombia in this uh, this article I'm reading is from yesterday. Colombia has seen just over 14,000 new cases of COVID-19 and 530 new deaths, according to the John Hopkins University. Less than 30% of the country's citizens are fully vaccinated. That's another subject matter that I'm not going to go into right now. Don't have the time. Um, talked about it before. Talk about it again. Not going to do it now. Sorry. Most of you already know that anyway. As of September 4th, the state with the highest proportion of MU cases was Alaska. Hey, oh, where is Eskimo? Did she disappear? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. She might have a. But yes, Alaska with the most cases in the U.S. right now with the MU variant. So. That, yeah, I'm not trying to make fun of that or joke about it or, or nothing like that. I'm just, it's my co-host, so I like messing with her, especially when the word, I didn't know that that was going to come up in the article. Again, the article's from yesterday. So, as of September 4th, the state was the high, uh, the state with the highest proportion of MU cases was Alaska, where 146 MU cases have been sequenced according to the outbreak.info variant tracker. This translates to a prevalence of about 4%. Okay. Uh, tell me how, how many people are dying. You know, I don't really care how many cases there are. 146 MU cases translates to 4%. That is if zero of them have died. It's like, no, there's a reason you don't count cold cases. Nobody cares about the cold because there's, doesn't have an effect. You get sick for a few days, you get over it. The WHO classified MU as a VOI, which is a, um, we talked about earlier, virus of interest, not virus of concern, on August 30th, describing it as having a constellation of mutations that indicate potential properties of immune escape. So a constellation, this is from the WHO, constellation of mutations that indicate potential properties of immune escape. Of course, of course, it's a virus. That's, the, that's, that's what they do. We, we've gotten so far away from the truth, from any sort of historical analytical data that we've known to be true for generations of people. But they're, they're feeding us this information as if this is breaking news. It's not breaking news. Oh, by the way, the twenty-seven, uh, the uh, the study coming out of Israel saying 
that organic inoculation is 27% better of a defense than man-made vaccination? Not news. Not news. We have known this for a long time. Most of these viruses like this are going to have a better, you're going to have a better defense if you're naturally inoculated versus man-made. It's not news, but they pass it off as news. CajunLibertarian.com. Go buy some shirts, go buy some merch. Get some hats coming out here soon. Got some new stuff. We have a brand new shirt coming out real soon. A lot of people are going to buy that shirt. It's, it's pretty freaking phenomenal. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're just going to have to go on the website and go find it out. Subscribe to the website. Eventually, that'll be the only place where I can uh, post content. I say I, I mean we. And so, um, yeah, go check out CajunLibertarian.com. Buy some merchandise. Help me get a few more pieces of equipment that are trying to fail on me right now. Cajun Libertarian live, always. So, with that being said, before we move on to our next segment, let's talk about something that I really don't know anything about, but I know someone who does. Yes, I do. Ashley! Smooth. Fierce Luxury by Ashley.com. High-end bags and accessories fierce luxury is a high-end bag and accessories consignment store based online they carry the hottest brands like louis vuitton chanel gucci and hermes consign with them for a 30 percent fee 20 percent less than most consignment stores find them online at fierce luxury by ashley.com that's fierce luxury by ashley.com and on a facebook group exclusively fierce luxury by ashley again that's fierce luxury by ashley.com so if you like that kind of stuff and you like helping out small businesses and you like helping out my friends who are also teammates of the show, please go check out Fierce Luxury by Ashley.com. And our final sponsor of the night, Joe Gets. Joe Gets for mayor of East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Whatever Pennsylvania needs, whatever East Stroudsburg needs, Joe Gets. Joe Gets most important question of the day. Day. Do you like turkey bacon? Weird question, but valid question, right? So, answer it in the comments section. Uh, tag Joel Gitz. Look him up on Facebook. Harass him. He's a phenomenal human being. He's hilarious and he likes her being harassed. So, go berate Joel Gitz with your answer to the question of the day Do you like turkey bacon? And wait for his response because it will probably be hilarious. Ah, my wife says, what's the question of the day? Do you like turkey bacon? So, J.P. Stevens says, can't wait till we get to the Ligma variant, right? Pretty freaking hilarious. Eskimo, oof. Yeah, talking about that. Talking about that in regards to the uh, to Alaska being the the lead on the MU variant within the states. So, moving on from there, this is something that my friend Jason Lyon is is very 
informed on a lot more informed than I am, but it's incredibly ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's not ridiculous. It's incredibly criminal. It's unjustifiable. It is terrible. It's terrible. I was trying to be dramatic. There's no reason to be dramatic because we're going to talk about civil asset forfeiture for a few minutes and then we'll, uh, we'll get up out of here. Right. A lot of comments, a lot of engagement. Thank y'all for being here tonight. Been absolutely incredible. So let's end the night on this order up. Oh, there's Jason. Glad he's still tuned into the show. If you don't know, go check Jason Lyon out on Muddy Waters Media, which I am also a part of. Uh, he does a show right before mine on Monday nights called Mr. America, the Beard of Truth. He is an absolutely brilliant young man. Uh, doesn't have as good a beard as mine, but fantastic. And I look up to him. And, and learn from him every time we have a conversation that's real. So let's talk about civil asset forfeiture for a moment. A former Marine was pulled over for following a truck too closely. Did you catch that? A former Marine was pulled over for following a truck too closely. Police took $87,000 of his cash. This is a real story from the Washington Post. There's, there's no sane human being on this planet that would think that that's, that that's not abhorrent. There's no way. I, I have, I, I have, a, I just, I struggle with that. There's not a, there's not a person that would be like, oh yeah, okay, that's fine. He did nothing wrong, but we're just gonna take all this money. How? All right. It's just, it's insane. By the way, defythepower.com holds my uh, friendly diabetic throat winner. The Nevada trooper first told, uh, I'm sorry, first told Stephen Laura, the highway patrol was educating drivers about violations they may not realize that are, they, they are committing. And that he'd been pulled over for following a tanker truck too closely. So what he says right out the gate. Oh, I was wanting to educate people. No, you're not. You're a liar. You're a crook. You're a thief. You're corrupt. You're a criminal. And you're a liar. The Nevada trooper first told Stephen Lord that Highway Patrol was educating drivers about violations they may not realize they're committing. No, wrong. That's a lie. You're a liar. And that they, uh, I'm sorry, and that he'd been pulled over for following a tanker truck too closely. Now, I am not just assuming that he's a liar. He's going to admit right now that he's a liar. Eventually, the trooper admitted having an ulterior purpose. Oh, shocker, right? I guess if we didn't know that was coming. Yeah, you did, because I just told you. You probably knew anyway. Stopping the smuggling of illegal drugs, weapons, and currency as they crossed the state. More lies. He already lied. This is a this is false. They're not trying to stop this, and that that's a whole nother discussion to be had, right? And we can we're gonna have that conversation. But no, they, no, no, no. They, they anyway. Let's let's keep going before I go off the rails here. We're running out of time. Let's go. 
Laura, a former Laura is the, the defendant in this case, the guy that had $87,000 stolen from him by road pirates, by police, by cops, by your blue thin line. They stole $87,000 from this man. Laura, a former Marine who says he was on his way to visit his daughters in Northern California, insisted he was doing none of the things though he readily admitted he had a lot of cash in his car. As he stood on the side of the road, police searched the vehicle, pulling nearly $87,000 in a zip-top bag from Laura's trunk and insisting, insisting a drug-sniffing dog had detected something on the cash. Police found no drugs. Shocker. And Laura, 39, was charged with no crime. They found no drugs. He was charged with no crime. The police left with his money. Hmm. I left there confused. I left there angry. <laughs> yeah. I would have been I don't I don't went to jail for real. Let me say that. I left there confused. I left there angry. Yeah, it's understandable, man. Laura said in an interview with the Washington Post, the WAPO. That's the, the articles from WAPO by the way. And you, you, you the facts still remain doesn't matter that the articles coming from Washington Post has no effect on the 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 honesty and truthfulness of the article JP Stevens without the police who would steal your money under the threat of violence and confinement uh nobody if you're strapped stay strapped or get clapped but the police will do it because you're not allowed to pull your arms on them because they get away with wearing a costume all the time so, I could not believe that I had just been literally robbed on the side of the road by people with badges and guns. I can believe it because it happens all the time. Because they're, they're traitors of the Constitution. If you're enforcing these laws, you're enforcing victimless crime laws, you are a traitor of the Constitution. It was only after Laura got a lawyer sued and talked with the Washington Post about his ordeal that the government said it would return his money. That it, it they admit it in the article. Going on, going on. I, I, again, I don't want you to assume this is based uh, solely or predicated on um, emotionality. It's not. I read through the article several times and it's like, okay, yeah, let me see where it goes. Lands it every freaking time. So it was only after Laura got a lawyer sued and talked to the Washington Post about his ordeal that the government said it would turn the money. As for comment on this story Tuesday, spokespeople for the Justice Department DEA and Nevada Highway Patrol all declined. None of them wanted to talk about it with the press. For obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. Because they're criminals. They're, they're, they're criminals. All right. Advocates say the case... Oh, I'm sorry. I missed a, uh, a note there. 
so none of the none of the law enforcement or government agencies said that they would take a, a you know, they would they would allow themselves to be interviewed. Wednesday after the story first published online, DEA spokeswoman Ann Edgecombe said the agency had made a decision to return Laura's money. So after it went public, then and he got a lawyer and be, uh, uh, began the litigation process against them. Now they're going to entertain the idea of returning his money that they never should have took in the first place because it wasn't theirs. He committed no crimes. He was charged with no crimes. This is civil asset forfeiture. This happens all the time. This is not a rare story. Ask a lot of people. It's not a rare story. If you think this is some ridiculous, crazy nonsense, well, I, I, it's just got to be the, the one set of cops. They're just bad. Most, the 99%. This happens everywhere all the time. They do this all the time. Jason Lyon. Civil asset, for, civil asset forfeiture needed to end back in the 1600s when it was implemented. Glad you're covering this, man. Have a great night. Thank you, Jason. You are phenomenal. I love you, bro. Big man love right there. All right, moving on. Advocates say the case shows how the federal government abuses its asset forfeiture authority. You think? Yeah. By requiring those whose property is taken to proven to prove their innocence to get it back. <clears throat> Some of you caught that. Some of you may not have. Advocates say the case shows how the federal government abuses its asset forfeiture authority by requiring those whose property is taken to prove their innocence to get it back. You heard that right. There is no such thing as innocent until proven guilty in this country. There's not anymore. You have to prove your innocence to get your money back for crimes you never committed, for crimes you were never charged with, for crimes that this man was never even charged with. No crimes at all. This is not innocent until proven guilty. They took his money, assumed his guilt, and said, he has to be the one to prove his innocence to get his almost $100,000 back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Federal law enforcement uses its power to encourage a seizure by state police. <clears throat> Defythepower.com. Federal law enforcement uses its power to encourage a seizure by state police. Much of the forfeited property ultimately goes back to the state agency if it's not returned to the original owner. And advocates say many owners don't have the means or sophistication to get their items back. That's why they do it, because they know that. They take it full well knowing that you have no ability to get your money back. Sorry. I'm trying to uh, do that stuff less, but wow. Attorney General... Eric Holder curtailed use of the practice in the Obama administration, but Attorney General Jeff Sessions restored it under President Donald Trump. 
So for those of you thinking Republicans wouldn't do that, they like small government. Lies. Lies. Though Attorney General Merrick Garland has rolled back many Trump era changes of the Justice Department, he has not taken action on asset forfeiture. For those of you that think Democrats wouldn't do that, lies. They're the, they're, they're the same thing. They're, they're, they're both so corrupt and unbelievably evil. This is an inherently abusive power that state and local law enforcement should not have, says Wesley Hotot, a lawyer representing Laura, the guy, the defendant that had all of his money stolen from him by doing nothing absolutely wrong. Just cops wanted it, said, let's take it. He advocates against civil asset forfeiture. Wesley Hotot, H-O-T-T-O-T. What we see almost exclusively are people like Stephen, Laura, who perhaps had quirky banking practices, but they're not guilty of any crime. And yet, in the nation's airports, on the nation's roads, they're treated by police as though a large amount of cash by itself is criminal. And that power is too dangerous to give to every police officer on the street. Yes, it is. Thank you, lawyer, for once. Uh, I never thought I'd say that. It sounds gross. I gotta take a shower now, for real. Video of the stop recorded on recorded on multiple body cameras shows a trooper and Laura having a genial conversation because he wouldn't do anything wrong. So of course it was fine, right? All right. With Laura agreeing to be searched, the troopers pulled the cash from his trunk and remarked that the bills seem to be new. Laura points them to the receipts, which he says prove the money is his. I didn't put this in the notes, but the dude like literally kept all of receipts over the last three years of all the money he's pulled out of the bank. Here's the receipts. It's my money. I don't trust banks. I keep it at home. I'm traveling across the country to go buy a house in California so I can be closer to my children. That's the story. They stole his money. All right. Keep hitting the wrong button here on my screen, my note screen. In the video, Lord tells the troops he does not trust banks. At one point, a sergeant on the scene calls someone apparently on a DEA agent to confirm the forfeiture process. <laughs> The freaking dude, himself, the sergeant says it's too easy to do an adoption. Incredible. I, I, I think I beat this dead horse to, to uh, sorry, I think I beat this horse to death. I'm not going to have a, you know, a couple of more paragraphs of notes. Um, I want to end this, this segment in episode right now with, uh, This is theft. I mean, <clears throat> that, that's not where we wanted to go. I had some. This is a good quote. Let me let me read you the quote. This is a standard tactic that the federal government uses to prevent people from challenging the constitutionality of their cash cow. By the way, he took it to court. He sued them or is in the process of suing them. 
he, he already got all of his money back. They're, con- they're going to continue with the suit anyway. It's unbelievable that we still support this kind of behavior. The reason we still support this kind of behavior is because most people are never going to hear the story, even though it's from the Washington Post. 50% of the country is going to pass that off as trash just because it was WAPO. There's a lot of it that I'm going to pass off as trash because it's the Washington Post. This isn't. This is not. This is a real story of the state literally crippling a family, a father with no illegal activity at all. They just took the money because they knew that they could. It's an armed gang. For all of you worried about anarchists, you know, I, I'm not an anarchist. Most people know that. I'm a, I'm a minarchist. I believe we do, we should have a small level of government, smallest as possible. Uh, I don't think anarchists going to work on a national, federal scale. It can work in pockets and small communes. I'm a minarchist, but this right here, this is criminal. And every single person involved in this seizure, in this theft, these are pirates. These are armed gangs. That's what I was trying to get to a few seconds ago uh, when you mentioned uh, anarchy. Well, there's just going to be these these roving gangs of people that are just going to steal from folks who can't defend themselves. Utterly insane. Uh, Stephen Lord, the defendant, his recent sources of income have been retirement pay from his military service in the United States Marine Corps, which included tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, a hospital job, and some unemployment benefits. So, when we look back on, on, you know, I, I talk about COVID stuff a lot, so forget that for right now. When we look back on road pirates and what they do and the extortion that that they are knowingly and willingly involved in, in the abandonment and total disregard and disobedience to the Constitution. Don't. We can't we, we have to stop worshiping people just because somebody that we know or something we've been taught validates a certain confirmation bias within our uh, mental capacity. This has to stop. There, there's really evaluate the two stories that I talked about with the road pirates tonight, with the police that I'm talking about are road pirates. When they pull you over for tinted windows, a busted taillight, a tag out of date, charge you or want to charge you with child abuse and the contributing to the delinquency of a minor because you play kickball in the street, but then they turn around and say, no, you can still play in the street, but you got to pay us $300 a week. Does that sound like that's an armed moving game? has nothing to do with safety. Stealing a man's $87,000 just because he has the cash. That's an armed roving gang. He wound up getting his, uh, or the va- the, the last I checked upon it, the, the vast majority of the money back or is it's on the way. And that's because 
He got the message out there. He hired attorneys. Those attorneys believed in a good cause. They took it up. The Washington Post covered it. And within like 24 to 48 hours, they decided they were going to return the money because they know we have to get these stories out here. We have to tell people about this because these are real facts. These, these are real criminals running your streets with badges and guns. Extortionists. By the way, if you didn't know, the less interactions that the police have with the community, the less chance the police have of getting murdered. That's a fun fact. Math matters. Okay, so when we decriminalize victimless we end victimless crimes right don't pull somebody over because they have a broken taillight what's the point and in their tent on their windows is irrelevant there's a story and i think it was in like arizona or somewhere a couple of months ago uh a dude gets pulled over for having too dark of tinted windows they get out him and the cop have a conversation next thing you know dude's pulling a rifle out of his out of his truck shot the cop murdered the cop right there why because that cop had no business pulling over somebody for tinted windows. Cops have no business. This is extortion and it's immoral. In victimless crimes, save cops' lives, save humans' lives, save veterans' money and lives. $87,000 from this veteran that served two tours in Iraq, in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. This is un this is indefensible on all fronts. Cannot defend it. I challenge you to defend it. Challenge you to defend it. For anybody that's watching this show or will watch this show over the next couple of weeks, or well, about the next month, which is about the span of how you know how long it takes for people to see the show. Challenge it. Come back at me, please. And tell me how you can defend this nonsense. How you can defend putting cops' lives at risk over tinted windows, broken taillights, victimless crimes. How we're going to steal money, steal money from a veteran that served two tours in Middle Eastern, in the Middle East, in wartime. So, if you have a defense, Republicans, Blue, thin, line, whatever that trash is called. Let me know. Let's have the conversation. But until then, highly doubt that anybody is going to, um, to try to justify this kind of behavior. I still, I'm not, a, I'm not an ACAB guy. That's collectivism. I believe in the individual. I want that there are, there are many, many, many good police officers out there that say, I'm not going to do that kind of activity. There's no reason for me to be involved and put my family's sake at life, my life at risk, the, 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 the person's life at risk, or my wife and kids at risk because somebody's got a broken taillight and expired tag, headlight out, tinted windows. There's a lot of y'all out there. Be the voice to stand up and fight against this corruption. 
these traitors of the Constitution. And that's what I have tonight. You take it or leave it. That's just a thought. Out of your comments. Elizabeth says, well, if that's what you believe, Cajun, then you better not call the cops when you need help. That's the Republicrat's answer. That is not an answer. Thank you. Obviously, Elizabeth is being satirical right there. But I'm glad that you brought that up because if that's your answer, then you're not listening. You're not paying attention at all. Rusty Shackleford. Meanwhile, their tent was probably darker than yours if it's unmarked. <laughs> right? Nice. Thanks, Rusty. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. It will be defended by people who continuously use the bad apple analogy unironically. But we just highlighted that most of the cops are doing this stuff. How many cops? Honest question. JP, I'm not arguing, right? I'm not arguing. I'm speaking to this crowd right now. If you have an expired tag, a headlight out, a taillight out. You're probably nervous about getting pulled over because chances are they're going to pull you over, putting their lives at risk because you've done nothing wrong to hurt another human being at all. By the way, don't forget that some of that crap goes out while you're driving down the road. That's a conversation for another story. For another day. It really isn't though, is it? It's really not. It's about extortion. Period. How much money and how many avenues can I advance and take advantage of that I can pull money in for the state? Because it's not about serving and protecting. And the Supreme Court just said it. The police have no obligation to protect the community, only themselves. And that's why you get the thin blue line cult. They don't care about you. The vast majority, the overall concept of the thin blue line and the police force within America, they only care about themselves and their job. Prove me wrong. And I'll tell you right now, how to prove me wrong. Stop harassing, extorting, and criminalizing people when they haven't hurt another person or took their stuff. That's how you prove me wrong. Take it or leave it. That's just a thought. I love y'all very, very, very much. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I am floored that this many people showed up. This show is getting better and better. And it's because of y'all. You inspire me to go find the content and to get into the research. I can't thank you enough for your support. Um, it's incredible. I love you very, very much. I will see you Wednesday night. Not gonna tell you who the guest is yet. You'll see the promo on Wednesday. We had, you know, every every Friday I have my interview nights. Um, going to be a good interview. going to be fun. Thank you tonight 
for showing up and hanging out for so long. I love each and every one of y'all. I will see you Wednesday night. Same Cajun time, same Cajun channel. I am out.